Welcome to the Homeschooling Homemakers Podcast, where it's time to embrace the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey of being a keeper at home, creating a space for your husband and children to thrive, all while keeping Jesus at the center of it all. Hi, I'm Chantel, wife to one, mama to three, and I'm here ready to share with you practical tools to help you thrive in the roles you were created for. This is a place for you to throw aside all distractions and run into true freedom and joy of serving your family well. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemy and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted above, up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, seek my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God, of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in plain, in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over until the will of mine enemies for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms chapter 27. Hey, y'all. Thank you for listening, for joining in. But Psalm 27 is so good to me. This is a Psalm of David. I know just like me, we have read this, we have skimmed over it. We, you know, we'll pick a few verses out of it. And I know a lot of it sounded familiar to you, but I'm encouraging you to read your Bible. Read before, after, whatever passage you're reading. Get get the get the context. Like get the what's going on. Like 
who's in the environment? Who wrote? Like, let's get into it so we can understand. Because this song begins with David's expression of confidence in God as his source of joy and life, his deliverer and his protector. The first verse incorporates the concept of light. This was the Hebrew people's idea for truth and goodness. David also depicts God as a fortress or stronghold, meaning a place of safety and security. The question asked is rhetorical. There is no one who should frighten a person who trusts in God. Psalms 27.1 Whom shall I fear? David lays out his reasons for his confidence in God using several images. He believed God would protect him even if an army of malicious adversaries surround him. He longs to spend his life in worship in the tabernacle where he can gaze on the Lord's beauty. He is certain the Lord will preserve him when trouble strikes. He will keep him safe on a high rock. The rock will serve as a fortress. He will once again offer sacrifices in the tabernacle where he will sing joyfully to the Lord. Psalms 27, 2 through 6. At this point in the psalm, David's tone seems to change. After describing God's security so eloquently, he now fervently prays for rescue and delivery. Notice there, he worships and praises God first. This is um, a very human and very normal experience. David knows he can trust God, but that knowledge does not make a person perfectly immune to fear. Rather than be in panic or despair, David reminds himself of God's goodness and trust the Lord to provide. David remembers the Lord's command to seek his face. Therefore, he will seek the Lord. Psalm 27, 7 through 8. In his anxiety, David calls on the Lord not to forsake him. Still, he is confident that even if his own family were to leave or desert him, God would not. David is writing um, this request. And oftentimes, um, his writings are, are requested God to lead him into spiritual truth. Um, go look at Psalms 4, 3, um, 25, 5, 86, 11. In this case, the language of those prayers also implies a request for Physical safety, David's enemies, either Saul or David's rebellious son, Absalom, were um, lying in wait for him. He asked the Lord not to let his enemies have their way with him. And he says false witnesses have, have risen against him, verses 9 through 12. David concludes this psalm on a high note. He believes he will survive. So he encourages himself to wait on the Lord and to be strong and courageous. This last note of assurance might have been directed also at David's soldiers or the people of Israel, 13 through 14. Now, fear, if you go back to one, fear is a dark shadow that envelops us and ultimately it imprisons us within ourselves. Each of us have been prisoners of fear or or will be at one point in time or another. Fear of rejection, misunderstanding, uncertainty, sickness, or even death. But we can conquer fear by using the bright, liberating light of the Lord who brings 
salvation. If we want to dispel the darkness of fear, let us remember what the psalmist said. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Now, verse four, by the house of the Lord and his temple, David could be referring to the tabernacle of Gibeon, to the um, sanctuary he had put um, up at the house, up to the house, um, to house the Ark of the Covenant, excuse me, or to the temple that his son Solomon was to build. David probably had the temple in mind because he had made many plans for it, First Chronicles chapter 22. But David may have also used the word temple to mean the presence of the Lord. His greatest desire was to live in God's presence each day of his life. Sadly, this is not the greatest desire of many who claim to be believers, but those who live daily in God's presence now will be able to enjoy that relationship forever. And then in verse five, we often run to God when we experience difficulties, but David saw God's guiding presence every single day. When troubles came his way, he was already in God's presence and prepared to handle any test. Believers can call to God for help at any time, but how short-sighted to call on God only when troubles come. Many of our problems could be avoided or handled far more easily by seeking God's help and direction beforehand. And then in 10, many have had um, sad experiences of being forsaken by a father or a mother, broken homes, differences in belief, addiction to drugs, or even alcohol. Even psychological isolation can leave a child crippled by this loss. Even as adults, the pain may linger. God can take that place in our life, fill that void, and heal that hurt. He can direct us to adults who can take the role of that father or that mother for us. His love is sufficient for all of our needs. Verse 13, the land of the living simply means this life. David was obviously going through a trial, but he was confident that in this present life, God would see him through it. Lastly, in verse 14, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. David knew from experience what it meant to wait on the Lord. What it meant to wait. He had been anointed king at age 16, but didn't become king until he was 30. During the interim, he was chased through the wilderness by jealous King Saul. David had to wait on God for the fulfillment of his promise to reign. Later, after becoming king, he was chased by his rebellious son, Absalom. Waiting on God is not easy, y'all. Often it seems that he isn't answering our prayers or doesn't understand the urgency of the situation. That kind of thinking implies that God is not in control or is not fair, but God is worth waiting for. Isaiah 40, 27 through 31 
cause us to wait because often God uses times of waiting to refresh, renew, and teach us. I'm encouraging y'all to make good use of your waiting times by discovering what God may be trying to teach you in them. Until next time, y'all, remember to pray big and pray much. If you have found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of being a keeper at home. I am so grateful for you and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.